Don't you just love it whenever two dads can actually sit down and talk about life, music, and so on and so forth? Oh yeah, by the way, welcome to the air show. Now today we have another amazing interview with a good friend of mine, Carlos, and he's actually better known as Esso. He is a Christian rap artist with a heck of a story. I mean, he, you know what, in all reality, it's better for him to tell it than me tell it. So with that being said, Carlos, I want to welcome you to the show. Now, you are also known as Esso, and you're a Christian rapper that, well, for one, I've, I've listened to several of your songs, and a lot of them, they have a lot of very powerful meanings behind it. But mm -hmm. one thing that I've also noticed, you know, especially with us talking before, you haven't always been a Christian rapper. Right. Would you like to fill us in on what led us, what led you up to becoming the artist that you are currently? Um, yeah. And um, once again, Andy, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, what pretty much led up to it, you know, in my childhood, a lot of times I would write to express myself. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times I would just write about just random, random things and everything like that. Um, and I actually did secular rap for some years. Did uh, you go by the same artist name or have you always been Esso? I, I actually went by Esoteric, which okay. is where Esso comes from. Mm -hmm. And esoteric means like mysterious, not easily understood. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of have that element of, you know, mystery or whatever. That was like kind of my thing when I did secular, when I did secular rap. But um, when I, what happened, I actually rededicated my life to Christ. And this has been about uh, 10 years ago now. Um, when I did that and you know at that point it was like I, I thought well I'm just gonna have to quit doing the music because you know a lot of the music had profanity in it a lot of it had uh, you know explicit content mm -hmm. and you know it just didn't go along with the message that I wanted to convey and then it was just like, it was like the Lord hit me and was like, you can do the music, but you can do the music and have a, a message for me. And I was like, okay, so let me try that. <laughs> and so, um, and that's where it came along and, and just, I decided, you know, a lot, a lot of people knew me by esoteric and I wanted to keep that name mm -hmm. but um i just kept part of it instead so wow. i just shortened it to esso and besides it's easier for djs to say instead of <laughs> yeah. saying it's esoteric <laughs> yeah, like, i mean esso it just it flows and it doesn't have the extra extra syllable in it yeah yeah so if they say it right though yeah you know, some some of them call me eso or <laughs> Queso or something like that. Queso. And there you go. Like there. Cheese, you know, queso. You know. 
It's queso. There ain't, there ain't no A in it. <laughs> they just throw an extra letters in it. Um, so, of course, like, I mean, I've, I've listened to, to quite a few of your songs. And mm. of your, because you only have, like, one full album. At least, Correct. At least that, I, that I've listened to. Of right. that full album, what is, what's the song that you, that had the most heart for you in it? Um, the song that had the most heart um, is, for me, is Get Back Up Again. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote that song in two parts, and it took me two years to finish it. And it was, it was based on um, my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. who had, has recently passed away. And yeah, you know, the at the time when I was writing the song, it was just the emotion that I was feeling at the time about just wanting to say, you know, like the words say, if you're up and you fall, you know that God is all around. Because sometimes when we fall down, we feel like that's it. And God is not there, even when we're down. But that's not the case. It's like he's, he's all around. So I I wanted to like, kind of like hit that home. And then um, the second verse, it was just like, you know, sometimes we feel like we're alone. Because it says family gone, friends gone. He's been with you all along. It's like we feel like we're along, alone, but God's been with us all along. So that that song is like really passionate for me, um, because of just the message that's behind it, and it's it's something that's not just for, um, you know, if you're dealing with addiction or anything like that. It's just any situation that you're dealing with. I just want to be able to encourage people, say, you know, you can get back up again. So that that song just really um, was one of the songs that I, I put a lot of heart into when I was working on it. Um, so, and what's, uh, so that's, that's the song that has the most heart in it. Now, one thing that I also know, you know, because I mean, of course, you know, you and I, we talked quite a bit before the show and mm-hmm. You yourself, you've also, because I know you talked a little bit about addiction. Correct. You have also struggled with that as well. Do you want to go into that struggle? Yes, yes. And um, and I just thank God for bringing me out of it. But I, you know, from an early age, mm-hmm. I would drink. And, you know, some people say, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. And for me, I thought it wasn't a big deal. I started drinking when I was about 13 mm-hmm. years old. Um, and of course, at 13, you can't really get any alcohol, really. You just kind of steal what you can pretty much for the most part, <laughs> right? right. Um, you know, and, and that was me. And progressed I got to college and let me tell you man people have these stories about college and parties and everything like that um and they're all true um (laughs) 
I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it gets wild, especially if you're sheltered, which in a way my mother tried to um, shelter me from the world. But, you know, as soon as I got out there, I was like, hey, it's me, y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, what's up? Um, but I got to college and they had these parties and I mean, they have, you know, all kinds of alcohol and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did more partying than studying the first year that I was in college. I don't even know how I made it to the second year. Um, yeah, from what I hear, that's they, actually a lot of college students. Yeah. And then it just kind of progressed to where, um, I was a functioning alcoholic, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I'd get up in the morning and have a drink, you know. Um, I actually used to make my smoothies with um, tequila. <laughs> don't wow. don't get any ideas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't get any ideas out there, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good to do. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, yeah. I I had a problem, and then. Um, And then I got to the point where, you know, I would, I would get into fights and stuff or I would black out depending on, you know, anytime I'd have like any brown liquor, um, I'd have, I'd get into fights, I'd black out sometimes. Um, One time I was wound up in the middle of the street, Um, someone had like pretty much robbed me, took my leather coat. I lived in Atlanta. So it actually got cold there, okay? Uh, I'm in Florida now. It doesn't really get that cold, but it nah. gets cold in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know a little bit about Atlanta, <laughs> but yeah. now we also know Atlanta's one of their one of its nicknames, which Hot is, Atlanta, which is opposite <laughs> of what you're talking about. Hot, yeah, Hot Atlanta, <laughs> but it wasn't hot this time. Um, took my leather coat, my wallet, everything. You know what I mean? And that's because, you know, I made that part of who I was, you know? Um, And you couldn't tell me that I had a problem either. You know? I mean, you just couldn't. And I actually got, um, I got in a lot of trouble, man. Tried to drink to forget about problems, but made more problems. So... So it, it wasn't worth it, but I mean, I thought it was. Yeah. So kind of digging a little bit into it. So, I mean, you said you started mm-hmm. drinking like you're right around 13. Um, yeah. By any chance, do you want to share of why that was? You know, I had a lot of family issues growing up, man. And um, really, like, I had my. I had my uncle at the time was kind of, you know, like a role model to me, but pretty much um, he let me down big time, man. Um, You know, abusing his wife and everything like that. And, um, you know, it just made me realize that I didn't really have anyone that I could trust or count on. It was kind of like a betrayal, like a, a stab in the back, you know? Um, and there was a lot of abuse in my family. Um, 
I don't want to sound like I'm slandering anybody, so I won't go into all of it. But oh, that's cool. um, <laughs> I had a dysfunctional family, and I've I've spoken about that before um, when I've been interviewed. When people kind of ask me about my background, so that's not a secret. Right. I had a lot of um, abuse in my family, um, you know, and so kind of trying to escape the disappointment and and escape the abuse and escape the dysfunction. Um, It it was something that I said, Hey, I I don't even really real. I didn't even really realize it at the time. You know, Um, I wasn't thinking that at that age, but I think that I knew, like, I, I didn't tell myself that, Hey, you're doing this to escape all of this that's going on around you. Right. I didn't tell myself that, but I, I I think that I knew that that's probably that that's what it was, you know. It just helped me not feel for a while, mm. and that's what addiction is a is about to a lot of people. Just not having to feel for a while, not having to feel that pain right. and that disappointment, and just kind of covering up, you know, what it is that you're feeling. So. Right. Now, now, of course, um, kind of fast forward a little bit. Like, I'm assuming you're no longer an alcoholic. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming. You're assuming. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know assuming is dangerous, but I'm assuming. Assuming is dangerous. No, um, I'm not actually. Uh, after I rededicated my life to Christ, so this has been like, 10 years ago um and it was a it was a hard it was still a hard road I mean some people think hey you know I give my life to Christ and then boom I'm gonna have like a street with gold to walk on and it's gonna be peaches and roses and everything's gonna go my way you know yeah (laughs) that so this is also (laughs) my experience when it comes to Christianity and that kind of and Mm-hmm. with walking that light. Yeah. As soon as you rededicate or, or even dedicate your life to Christ, you mm-hmm. know, these people that think all these, you know, yellow brick roads and that kind of thing just automatically magically mm-hmm. appear. No. Yeah. That's no. whenever you have the devil putting wall after wall after wall right in front of you. Exactly. Cause he's wanting yeah. to stop you. He's wanting to trip you up. Like these are things that I have seen. And I've also seen yeah. in countless people. Yeah. Like even within my own family, I mean, even with me, but it's just. Definitely. And, and that's exactly how it happened. I mean, you know, I said, okay, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be better this time around. I'm actually going to have a relationship with Christ because that was the difference. I mean, I didn't mention that also. I grew up in church. So um, it's not like I grew up not knowing about God or anything like that. I just kind of went in the opposite direction for a little while. Right. Well, that <laughs> um, typically like you that know. typically happens. Like with me, like mm-hmm. it was like when it came to church, it was shortly after I was 16. I kind of stopped going to church for a while. And a lot of it had to do with, 
without getting into nitty gritty specifics, I'm just going to just say what it was. Church politics. It turned me away. It turned me away from the church. It didn't turn me away from God, but it turned me away from church. Gotcha. And for me, it wasn't until fairly recent. Now, also before before the pan, you know, before the the Rona hit and that kind of ordeal. So I'm talking mm-hmm. about several months before it. It wasn't until then that I even felt comfortable enough going wow. back to a church and wow. seeking a church that I wanted to call home. Now, thankfully. You know, my wife and I, we, we visited a few of them around our home. And thankfully, mm-hmm. we found one that suited every single, like it, it hit every single mark that we were looking for. But, of course, with me, with my past, I went into it looking for the church politics. Right, right. And it wasn't really until, like, I had to lower my guard down and then I listened to to one of their messages that they had mm-hmm. and it wasn't until until i heard that message that i just that completely let down my wall yeah and yeah you gotta and, you have to let the you have to let the guard down in in order to see you well know? and guess what this message was about he talked about that the exact the exact very thing that was holding my wall up, but wow. he confirmed it. Basically, he's like, you know, whenever you come in here, we're all sinners here. Mm-hmm. None of us are here perfect. None right. of us. You know, one thing that you have to remember: people walking through that door are just as broken as you. Right. And it's we like as, as soon as he started saying that, it started really hitting in my brain. I'm like, I can't rebuttal that. Right. He's a hundred percent right. You know, people walking in through that door, they're damaged, we're broken. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all of us. You know, all of us are damaged, all of us are broken. Exactly. And we're seeking to learn. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we're coming in there, at least the people that are coming in for the reasons that that I was wanting to go in there for. Right. We're wanting to go there to be basically be essentially become a better person. Yeah. And to exactly. Get, That's what it's all about. And to get fed even more knowledge mm-hmm. to become an even more better person. And that's, yep. to me, that's what it's about. Exactly. You know, that's what it's about. And, and people forget the, uh, the big picture. Yeah. You know, just like I said, I mean, I, I grew up in church and, and also, uh, you know, um, not to mention uh, going back to the role model um, mm-hmm. of my uncle, because I, I didn't have my father. Um, right. He actually uh, pretty much abandoned me when when I was younger. Um, so going back to my uncle, he was actually a pastor. Um, so that was another thing that kind of put me off from church, um, from 
everything because if if he's going to act the way that he's acting it's like i don't want to serve the kind of god that you represent right i mean i wouldn't either because you know anyone who will you know abuse their wife and 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 talk down to their their mother and and disrespect their family you know and and this was then um i don't know how he is now i haven't talked to him in uh i don't know i think it's been like 20 years so i don't know how he is now but um you know these these are all things that that kind of played a part in my outlook and 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 everything so um but fast forwarding though i rededicated my life to christ and uh i said you know I'm going to do these things better, but it it was still a struggle mm-hmm. because I had been drinking so long, and that was my uh, that was my go to. It's like you know yeah. something's bothering me. Had a bad day. Someone pisses me off. I feel disrespected, or um, I'm feeling sad, or feeling alone, or whatever the emotions are. Um, there's always that drink, and it's like. That was the comfort. Right. So I had to actually condition myself and to, to realize that that was the pattern and that's where I was with that. And um, not saying that it was an easy road, but it was a road. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, like, road. typically what type of – because, I mean, of course, with you being a functioning alcoholic, mm-hmm. what type of alcoholic were you? Were you typically an angry one? Were you a happy one? You know, what type of alcoholic oh. typically were you? Oh, no. I, I was angry. Oh, no. Um, I Like I said about the fights and getting into trouble yeah. and everything and the blackouts and all that stuff, craziness and everything like that. Um I, I was the type of person that, you know, I had a couple of drinks, you know, I was fine to be around because, you know, most, most people, okay, and, and a lot of people will say that Christians shouldn't drink, and, and that's fine, um, but all I'm saying is, I'm not saying that Christians should or should not drink, I'm not getting into that type of debate, um, but what I will say is that most people can have one or two drinks and be fine. Most people, okay, um, and it wouldn't adversely affect them and make them, you know, um, completely change their me- demeanor to be out of character. Right. Um, so for me, when I did drink, um, you know, one or two drinks and I was fine, you know, just like anyone else. Um, but, you know, I could never have just one or two drinks, you understand? <laughs> yeah i mean that's that kind of like me, me whenever it came to uh like whenever it come to tobacco yeah um i mean now before 21 dude i mm-hmm. could drink almost anybody on the table right but it was like after i turned 21 it just it really wasn't fun for me anymore mm-hmm. plus it just it just wasn't cool but yeah i also smoked two mm-hmm. packs a day and by the way, I am no longer a smoker. I quit back when I was 24 years old. Awesome. Yes. And my lungs awesome. thank me for it. 
Uh, but, <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> but I mean, I I quit almost yeah. ten years ago, and the thing is, I know, like, whenever it comes to tobacco, mm. and for people that listen to this, if you're struggling with a tobacco addiction, this is the thing that has kept me from picking up another cigarette to this day. Cause there are still times to this day, I want another cigarette or I want to dip a snuff. One of the two, mm-hmm. depending yep. on the day that I have, cause I used to also dip snuff as well. Yeah, I know. Gotcha. Uh, but, but the thing is I have to quit for one more day. And seeing the thing is like, whenever you think of it that way, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow's a new day. Right. True. And True. then tomorrow hits, I still have to quit for one more day. Yep. Now, now also going back to, I mean, because we're talking about Real Dads United. Yep. Um, so another reason, uh, you know, and, and all of this was, you know, rededicating my life and the Lord was kind of moving me in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of my pushing that helped with the maturity was my son. Um, my son was born, and um, you know, after I rededicated my life, I also thought about how do I want my son to see me? Yeah. Do I want him to see me being always angry, drunken, um, trying to pick fights and? you know, getting into trouble, things like that. I mean, is, is that what, is that the projection? Is that what I want him to see? Do, or do I want him to see me um, depending more on the alcohol than I am on the Lord or or right. spending more time drinking than I do with my family? You know what I mean? Like, is that how I want to be? And And I just want to encourage any dad out there listening or anyone really, for that matter, any parent, um, that's the things that we need to think about. That's something that my dad didn't think about with me is how is abandoning my son going to affect him in the long run? Right. You know, and I'm pretty sure he didn't think about it. I've, I've met him. We've had that conversation. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into that later, but um, <laughs> we can know, if y'all met, to, but well, we yeah. don't have to. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but what actually I was about to lead into, you know, with mm. with a lot of the events that happened with with your past. How is mm. that you you kind of already answered a little bit, but how is that making you yeah. the father you are today? Well, and and I guess I will I'll go into that somewhat. So. Um, my father pretty much abandoned me and I met him again when I was eight years old mm-hmm. um, for the first time that I could actually remember I met him right. and uh, he, he made me a promise. He said he's going to take me to the Yankees Met, Mets game and I'll never actually forget this. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> imagine that I was eight years old. So that was like 30 something years ago. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I still remember that clear as day, but um, he broke that promise. And for a long time, I didn't trust people. 
especially they say I promise I was just like it would just make me infuriated I'm like don't promise anything you can say that you might do it but don't promise me because I don't want to hear your daggone promises you feel me so anyway um that's how I was but now today I know that your word is your bond there's a saying your word is your bond so if you say you're going to do something do what you say you're going to do yeah um and I, I'm teaching that to my son, you know, the integrity, do yep. what you say you're going to do, right. you know, um, and the Bible also says, let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes, right? Yep. So either way, um, just, and that's what I'm trying to instill in him and making sure that he knows that I'm here um, and, and just being here, you know, um, and not being like, lackadaisical or whatever you want to call it um, and, and not caring right. you know so so that's the difference I want to be and and with my daughter I mean she's only seven months right now but as much time as I can spend with her you know right. I spend that time with her so that I'm a present father and I think that a lot of times we we kind of lose that sight. I know sometimes I lose that sight. Um, some people think that that money is the is the big thing, you know. Um, but the time is the biggest thing because she can't yeah. get that back. Right, and that's something I say in quite a in quite a few episodes. Time is the only commodity we can't get back. Money, we exactly. can always make we can always make more money. You I are, mean, you can. I mean, there's all, there's so many different ways to make money in our current society, especially here in the U S it's not exactly, but time on other hand, like once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And you you can't, can't, and you can't get it back. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, there's no way around it. But I mean, I'm kind of like with you, like whenever it comes to spending the quality time, you know, because I have two boys. I have an almost two-year-old and a almost seven-year-old. And it's like today, we were we were playing. Because uh, I'm pretty sure you you know them. You might have played with them. Don't know. Um, but it's uh, Beyblades. Have you heard of those or no? The what? Beyblades. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those things are freaking awesome, by the way. Those things are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're kind of cool, huh? <laughs> they're yeah. cool. And then and once you get playing, especially mm-hmm. so my, my oldest, he's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And he always wants to win. He always wants to win. Yeah. And of course, me being a good dad, I make him I make him work for it. Um, right. I mean, I mean right. you have to. You can't always you let have to. kids win. You've got to let them work for it. That's going to be another show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You're, yeah, they, yeah, you're 100% correct yeah. on that. But, I mean, but that's yeah. just, that's yeah. my personal take on it. Right. You know, but also, today, I got my almost two-year-old into it. Now, okay. that was something special. Yeah. So, I put together the Beyblade, and I put the little ripper thing up in the thing, and I had him, I had him grab it, and he pulled, and he pulled it, and let it spin in that kind of ordeal. 
And yeah. let me tell you something. Just the the light up on his face whenever he did it. Yeah. Dude, that was that was priceless. Yep. And of course, then you have mom with seven year old. He he jumps in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, but that's but the best part being able to being able to share that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it, that's the best part. Yeah. You know. Um, and and so just for me, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm just honored that I've been able to to have that opportunity, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't even think sometimes we even think of it like that. I know at first I didn't, like I didn't even realize like this is actually like an honor for me yep. to be able to be a father. Yep. And I think if if we look at it from that point of view, then it kind of opens our eyes to what we're really doing. We're really like making a difference in someone else's life, you know, yeah, our no. child, you know, our children. So, yep. Well, and it's, it's yeah. kind of like one thing that, that I do, that I do like, I mean, we are raising the next generation. We are like, it's, it's, it's on all of our shoulders as parents mm-hmm. to raise the next best generation. It's mm-hmm. like we we need to take the things, take the good from the things that we've learned. Because I mean, no parent is perfect. Like I'm not perfect. You know, my parents they weren't perfect. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the beast. No parent is perfect. Exactly. But that's also okay. It's also it's okay that parents aren't perfect. Because there's right. no manual to kids. There's no manual no. to go here. Here's here's what you need to be the best, the most perfect parent out there possible for this child. Right. That manual does not exist. Now you have people that have recommendations. They recommend right. different things, but that manual doesn't exist. Right. So kind of forgot where I was going at with this, but <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying like with, you know, cause like there is no manual for, for us as parents with kids. Right. But the thing is, and this is something that I've noticed with each and every single generation, mm-hmm. every generation gets better. Now, of course, with every generation, you got a couple of knuckleheads in it. It just, it's the nature of the beast that happens. There's just bad people out here. Yeah. Right. And it just so happens there's bad people typically get a lot of the spotlight. Yep. Mainly because of the media and that kind of nonsense. But but the yeah. thing is, yes, there is some bad people out here. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I have noticed, like as every generation, because like I look at my parents' generation, I look at our generation, even though you're in the generation between my parents and I, but yeah, we're close enough. Uh, but and then I'm looking at the generations you know, that we're raising plus a generation, you know, that came after me, which is what Gen Z. Um, By the way, I'm a millennial. I'm an elder millennial, but I'm a millennial. Uh, But so like I've noticed with the different generations, things have progressively gotten better. Minus a few bad apples. Which there's always a few bad apples. 
the, I mean, it's, it's nature of the beast. It's one of those things, it happens. Right. But as a, and that's also like with us, like I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Like as, as a society, one thing I've noticed, like whenever it comes to parents, they typically want it to make a better one. Like mm-hmm. every parent I know wants a better future for their children. Exactly. Like yep. I, I haven't talked to a, I haven't talked to a father yet that has said like, yeah, I want my kid's future to be crappy. Right. I just, I haven't met a guy. I haven't met a father yet or a mother for that matter. You know, that matter. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't met a parent yet that says, yeah, I want my kid's future to be, you know, crappy. I want them to, you know, I want them to feel like they're less than another person. I want them to, you know, basically feel like they're worthless. Like I haven't met a real parent that basically I haven't met a real parent yet that has been saying that. Right. Now, fortunately there is some kids out there that feel that way for whatever reason, but I haven't met a real parent yet. Tell me that. Right. And yeah. And I doubt you will. Yeah. Now there is some parents out there that, do need to take notes because there's some parents out there that unfortunately don't care. Right. And I'm not even going to apologize for saying this. Those aren't real parents. Exactly. 100% agreed, man. (laughs) I'm not even going to apologize for that statement. Yeah. Those aren't real parents. Nope. Like they're not, you know, I mean, if you, if you by choice, I got to make sure I'm wording this very carefully mm-hmm. because I know of different audiences and that kind of stuff that, that I reach that I have a good reach on. Mm-hmm. If by choice you decide to abandon your child, mm-hmm. you're not a parent. Exactly. Uh, I don't know why you had to, uh, pause with the wording i mean that was perfect because <laughs> <laughs> i had to make sure i worded it exactly like i wanted it to come out gotcha no i do problem. i do have a way of just letting words kind of fumble fumble on each other and that kind of ordeal um gotcha. but it's just i had to make sure i i wanted to hit it home gotcha but yeah i mean that's just that's that's just that's my thought on it <sighs> No problem. So, so talking a little bit more about about like whenever you you turn your life over to God and that and what happened with it, what was the straw that broke the camel's back that made you be like, you know, I have to stop drinking. Like, this is what I need to do. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, my, you know, I'm just going to say, because, uh, (laughs) it's, it's crazy because I hadn't been asked this question in an interview before. So some, some fans are probably going to be like, wow, what? But I mean, it's in the past. So I'll just go ahead and say, um, my wife actually left, um, took my son at the time. And uh, she said, you know, when 
you decide that the alcohol was not more important than your wife and child, you let me know. Dang. And she, and she didn't pick up the phone, man. Like I called and called and called and she didn't pick up that phone. She was gone. Because once again, like I said, you know, uh, dealing with someone who drinks and then they're not so nice or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't beat her up or anything like that. Because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm against domestic violence. So we didn't have that whole issue. I just type of person just like to just be mean and just just leave me alone type of person, you know. Um, Basically, you're more verbal than physical, like when it yeah, came to you know, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, she she left, man. She was like, "It's uh, it's us or or the drinks or the booze or whatever," you know yeah. what I mean? I I know, and in fact, I know some guys right now that are going through exactly what you went through. Yeah. Like I know and, some guys right now going through that right now. Like, and, and they're having uh, to make the choice. Yeah. And, um, like I said, I mean, did I, did I want to be that type of husband for one? Do I want my son to see me like that? Or do I want to actually be able to have a relationship with my son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah um and i don't remember the whole thing the only reason i actually um remembered that again which is kind of crazy is because my wife and i really just talked about it last year we were taking a trip together and we were talking about how far we've come in our relationship and we were talking about that and i had kind of like suppress that to the back of my mind (laughs) um because that was a bad time man this really was um but you know we've gotten past that and it's been a while ago and so um but yeah that was the straw that broke the camel's back and and i i prayed i do remember i fell on my face and i was like lord you've got to help me because i don't even know the first thing about not drinking i don't know the first thing about stopping my stopping doing this right um and so okay but yeah i said you know i don't know the first thing about stopping this you know i don't i don't know what to do right and um i don't remember i don't even remember um what happened how she came back or anything like that because like i said i I didn't even remember all this happened. It kind of like came back to me in, in flashes of memory because it was a real bad time in, in, in life because she was gone for, she's gone for a while. She's gone for a few weeks. And so um, in my mind, it seemed like she was gone for an eternity. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was it, man. And no, no turning back after that. Um, just kept going forward, man. You know, and, praise God for that. Though, I mean, thank I'm God you did. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you well, got I mean, to think about it. Because, I mean, unfortunately, there is some guys that will end up choosing the alcohol over their family. 
yeah. which is a very unfortunate thing. Yeah. Because like, I, I mean, it's such a strong pull because the thing is, you have when you have so much stuff going on, all you want to do is just make everything that is going wrong. At, you just want to make it stop. Right. But how can you make it stop? So you just for for that whole moment or whatever. Whatever it is, it is you know, some people it's not alcohol, you know, it might be drugs or whatever, it might be anything. Right. But for that moment, it's just like all of that is just erased and you don't feel that. And that's what people want, but it's like you're not gonna fix anything that way. Right. And and that's what I had to realize. It's like this is not fixing anything, it's just digging you a hole, digging you a hole, man. But you it's know? also, it also inevitably was digging you away from your family. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, in all reality, I, I got to give props to your wife, though. I mean, she drew that line in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> she, she drew the line yeah. in the sand. And she's like, you're going to come Wait on this side or the... hang out over there? <laughs> Wait till she sees this interview, Andy. She's going to be like, that's right. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that my wife, she did the same for me. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of problems that I had to deal with. Um, a lot of mine was selfishness. Yeah. You know, me being selfish, me just thinking about me. You know, my wants, my needs, what Andy wants. And so, it, it took me a minute to start thinking more about her, you know, what she wants, what she needs. Right. Now, I mean, of course, there's still times where I get, I, Andy gets what Andy wants, but right. I also make sure I give my wife what she wants. Right. So it's just, now it's more of a, it's more of a give and take, but the right. important and, thing and that's is, how, that's how we should do it. Yeah. But the important thing is like, you know, with my wife and this is with any marriage, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say marriage is 50-50. Mm-hmm. Marriage really. is never 50-50. No. Marriage should be 100-100 all the time. Exactly. And it's, and back then, I mean, we, we wasn't even giving 50-50. Like, we, we really didn't have much of, we really kind of lost a lot of our foundations. Yeah. And a lot of it was due to my selfishness, but it, you know, it just had a, it was a whole mess. Um, but yeah. you know, fast forward now, you know, with my wife and I, do we give a hundred hundred all the time? No. No. <laughs> no, 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 we're not perfect at all by, by any means. No one is. Um, but this is the amazing thing about my wife and I now. Now, whenever we're not given that 100, 100, mm. we call each other out on our BS. Okay. You know, we call each other out, but hey, why aren't like you know we we ask we ask questions you know we yeah like, like we, what's up with that right. You know, now they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. why don't you, you know, like, why aren't you doing this? Or like, hey, why aren't you talking to me? Yeah. You we know, need the like, communication. Right. 
Yeah, like one of yeah. one of my habits, like whenever whenever I start to emotionally shut down, like whenever I start to get into a zone, I have mm-hmm. a horrible habit of getting sucked into this little bad boy right here. Which by we the way, do. is my cell phone. <laughs> like I get sucked into it. I get sucked into social media. I get sucked into looking at stats. I get sucked into reading different news articles and that kind of thing. Like I get mm-hmm. sucked into so many different things that I start to zone out. Right. And in all reality, that kind of happened to me today. Now, of course, you yes. know, today, you know, I, you know, I got to play, you know, I played with my boys and that kind of stuff when, you know, we went on a bag bike ride and that kind of ordeal. Yeah. But like, even with me today, like I was, I wasn't a hundred percent here. Um, gotcha. And a lot of it had to do with some conversations I had, you know, the night before, not with my wife, but you know, with, with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. but it just, it was some heavy conversations that we had and it just, I was yeah. processing. Yeah. And it just, it was really heavy. Yeah. But fast forward to tonight, my wife, she called me out on it. She's like, Hey, why aren't you really talking to me? What's going on? She picked up on it. She's like, what's going on? Like, yeah. why, why aren't you, like, why aren't you being you? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, you know, I told her what was going on and that kind of thing. And it just, but then it was time for her to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, we, at least we got, you know, we, we, we cleared, I guess things, you know, got things off my chest and, you know, then she got some things off her chest. And... Yeah. <sighs> talk about her days a little bit before she knocked out yeah yeah you gotta have the communication man definitely definitely but but yeah i mean no relationship's easy no i mean even the relationship with our children yeah you know um, a lot of investment in that and and like you said the, the zoning out part um it affects them because it's almost like we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, we have to like, remember not to always be sucked in. Right. And that's me too, man. I'll be honest, you know, get home from work and I've been dealing with people and situations and everything uh-huh. all day long. And all I want to do is not have to deal with a situation, <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> but Part of being a husband, part of being a father is, is that communication, is that yeah. involvement, you know, and, and being zoned out is just like as if you were still at work, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you're, you're not really there. You yeah. know? So it's like you're present, but not present. <laughs> exactly. Right. Present, but not accounted for. Yeah. Like you're physically here, but yeah, that's about just of it. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's an unfortunate thing that happens to each and every single one of us. It, it does. And that's why we have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've been continually trying to work on myself is being intentional about it. Yeah. Not going to lie because sometimes I have to be like, okay, look, I, I've, 
I've spent too much time trying to figure out what beats I'm going to use for this project or um, how many how many pictures I need to put on this website or, you know, oh, somebody followed me on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like, oh, I've got new followers on Instagram. Cool. You know, yeah. um, and, and realize, hey, you know, social media, I think, has kind of robbed us a little bit of our real life experiences. Oh, completely. You know? Because we were like, hey, um, we have that little notification pop up and like, oh, wait, hey, look, somebody's, uh, somebody's liked our page or, you know, someone's following us on Instagram or, you know, uh-oh, someone retweeted this. Let me see yep. what it is. And, you know, oh, there's this status. Someone shared this. And it's like, hello, you know. Um, Constantly it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy though. I mean, once once I'm actually like talking about it out loud, I'm like, "Gee, it's you know, like yeah, you know, it, it really like kind of well, it's an addiction. It's, like, it's it is. It I is. mean, it's but the thing is, like everything is trying to grab our attention. It is. I mean, that's like with me. Like I had to turn off. Like I have like. My smartphone, like I run mm-hmm. so many things through my phone, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Like I get my emails on my phone, I get Facebook on my phone, I get my Instagram stuff, I get, I mean, I get everything on that phone. Like my right. laptop, I use for like interviews and I use for, you know, editing videos and other, right, right. other things, you know, or tweaking websites and so on and so forth. But everything else yeah. is ran by my phone. But I would get upwards of 60 to 70 emails every single day. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Like, I mean, with, I mean, without fail, in between 60 and 70 emails a day between the gazillion email addresses I have. Because I, I don't have just one. Mm. I have like well over 50 email addresses. Wow. Of those. That's crazy. <laughs> of those, about 15 of them go to my cell phone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Too many notifications. So I had to turn, off, I had, I had to turn <laughs> off my email notifications. Yeah, you, you would have to, definitely. Like, yeah. it was just, I mean, it was just going off, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, constantly going off, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, and like I was always looking at my phone, like constantly looking at it. You know, now the only time I really pay attention to my notifications, like if I get a text message. Like really, that's the only thing I get a notification uh, notification on anymore. Like Facebook, turn them off. Yeah. Instagram, I turn. I have that one fluctuate. Like sometimes I'll I'll have Instagram on. Sometimes I'll just turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out whenever I open up the app. Yeah, I turned Facebook off because it's too much. Yeah. It's every other second. And then Facebook started telling me that people that I know were commenting on pe- other people that I know's statuses. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, not that I don't care. Sometimes I do. But what I mean is, like, I'll go and look at it later. Like, why yeah. do you have to tell me right now? 
You know what I mean? Doesn't want you to get on so, Facebook. Exactly. Watch me on Facebook, so you'll scroll through and see some of their ads. Yeah. You can watch a video or two, and so it's just it's grabbing, it's wanting your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so, in all reality, we, our attention could be elsewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Our attention so. could be, you know, playing with our boys, or you know, playing with our kids. You know, like you know, my essence, paying Beyblades with uh, with my oldest. Or yeah. like if if you play video games and that kind of deal, play video games with your kids. Yeah, you know, or yeah, my go son outside. loves that Minecraft. Like, yep, the, the Minecraft. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you built like a whole house here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft's a pretty cool game. It is though. It is. It kind of reminds me a house. Of he built me a house, and I had a maid. I was like, wow, this is cool. And I had steak. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, can I actually move into this Minecraft house? I mean, I've got, like, steak here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> that so is... hooked me up, y'all. For real. Okay? He loves me. He hooked me up. Oh, you can't beat that at all. I like steak, you know? Come on. Head up. And I had a I'm... Hummer or something, one of those big trucks and everything. It's cool. Oh, man. <laughs> Man, yeah, those were the days. Oh yeah, by the way, did you hear that they're coming out with the Hummer again? Yeah, I heard that, man. Yeah. Um, who's gonna drive it? <laughs> I mean, who's gonna drive who's gonna drive it? I mean, who can afford to put gas in that thing? I'm just saying. Everybody's buying Teslas now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did hear I also heard that they're going to make it an electric version of the Hummer. Yes. Okay, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Yes. I also heard that they're going to have an electric version of the home, which I find that interesting. Now, mind you, like, like I'm all for, you know, like clean energy and that kind of stuff. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, world. in fact, I, th- I think the, the Tesla truck, that thing's mm-hmm. going to be nice. Like once it's done with, you know, once it's in actual production, mm. that thing's going to be nice. It's got plenty of room and a whole nine yards. It's going to be all yeah. Um, I mean, and plus the cool thing with trucks, they have such a long body frame. Think of, you know, all the batteries and that many cells that you have in the floorboard that, well, if one keeps the, the center of gravity low to the ground, because, you know, with trucks, mm-hmm. they're typically high high center of yeah. gravity so with all the batteries on the floor it makes a low center of gravity so it's less rollover and so on and so forth i mean exactly yeah it's, it's, i it's, mean it's, it's almost kind of like why much. not <laughs> it, it's 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 a lot though it's, yeah. it's still a lot it's like wow but so, also we'll see though i mean it it, yeah. it could it could work. I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming out. Besides, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought by now we would actually be flying, you know? I yeah. Mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the Jetsons, come on. Yeah. I mean, um, that would be kind of cool. But you know what? I'm almost willing to bet within the next 20 years we're going to flying vehicles. Yeah, but if people fly the way they drive, then oh, good God. I'll just oh, stay on no. the ground. 
Yeah. I, I stay on the ground. Oh, that's mm, that opens up a whole other can of worms. Because that's yeah. what I do for a living. I'm a professional driver. Yeah. yeah so I'm, you so you know all yeah. about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I know about all the people that think they're professional drivers. Listen, <laughs> when when someone sees you have a you have a big truck, right? Oh yeah. Eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when someone sees your truck coming, which this is what I didn't know, my wife told me. Um, because her father drives trucks. I guess the brakes are not like, you know, a car. So it takes a whole lot more to stop the truck mm-hmm. than a regular car. I mean, I guess normal people should know that, but whatever anyway. So I didn't know. So I was driving or whatever when I first come came down here and I just jumped right in front of the eighteen wheeler like any other idiot driver would do right mm-hmm. so anyway so you probably got cussed out by my the way. wife huh what'd you say you probably got cussed out by the way oh yeah so <laughs> here's my wife what are you thinking you know they can't stop at like regular cars because i don't know something with the brakes or something she was yeah. like explaining this whole thing to me so i'm like you know i'm like okay so but anyway yeah so people and driving like people don't even know not to cut off big trucks on a highway so Mm -hmm. flying cars i don't know i'm gonna stay on the ground (laughs) well this is kind of like kind of kind of touch on pulling out in front of a big truck i'm gonna use this analogy and this is something that people can try at home take an empty Soda can, beer can, whatever type of can you want to use. Mm-hmm. Take an empty, empty, empty can. That empty mm-hmm. can resembles a car. Because you got to think about it. whenever you're driving a car, it's pretty much empty. It's got a lot of air in it. Mm-hmm. That can is a car. Now we're using weight ratios and that kind of thing. Take a cinder block. Hold it up in there. You have the can on the ground. Drop it on the can. What happens to the can? Oh, it's crushed. Mm-hmm. That's what happens yeah. to a car whenever a semi hits it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I've the seen odds. it. We actually had an accident down the down the road from where I work. Mm-hmm. Um, a semi hit a, a car, and it was it was gone. There was really no car to even be seen. No. So, yeah. Well, that's gone. the thing. By the way, there's also no such thing as accidents either. Just, just to let you know, there's no such thing as an accident. No. All car crashes are caused by two things. It's because they're either not paying attention, which is distracted driving, or mm-hmm. they're in a hurry. Run stop signs, run red lights. Mm-hmm. Do that little zigzag nonsense in traffic. I'm pretty sure yeah. you know the people I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't do. I don't do any of that though, because I've got precious cargo in the yeah <laughs> in the van, so I have no time for that. But I mean, I've, I've seen people do that with kids in the car. I'm I just I look no. at them. I'm like, no, you no. an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. But I'm then a, I'm like, nope. <laughs> but then this is the one thing that I see so many times, especially because you got to remember, I drive a big truck. Mm-hmm. They have that phone in their hand, 
just looking mm-hmm. at their phone while doing 80 mile an hour down the, down the road. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? I don't understand who made it okay for you to have your phone in your hand while you're driving. Like, who came up with the, who came up with this? Like, oh, it's okay. Let me look at my phone while I'm driving. Oh, no. I mean, that's like here in the state of Florida, that's actually illegal now. Right. But to me, what kind of baffles me, why did they have to make it illegal? They had to make it illegal because someone died. Yeah. Uh, Not just someone. Well, somebodies. A bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) Somebodies. Mm -hmm. Somebodies died. Yeah. Yeah, but I I mean, seriously. But common sense would say, but common sense would say, don't drive, don't drive messing with your phone. Listen, but the thing is, (laughs) and and this is another thing. Hold on. You know, people really feel invincible. Yep. This can't happen to me. So they're thinking in their head, I'm just looking at my phone really quick. I'm looking up. Nobody's coming. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 scroll, blah, 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 scroll. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I'm good. Okay, what about the person who's not paying attention? If you're not paying attention and they're not paying attention, one of of you are going to be in trouble, or both of you. Yep. Right? Yep. So I don't know, like, how it became a thing. Um, I know what happened to me is that I like to look at my GPS, Mm-hmm. And I didn't have one of those holder things. Right. So it became a thing where I'm like holding the phone, trying to look at the GPS while I'm driving. And I'm like, you know, then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, this is, this has got to be like the stupidest thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Like looking down while you're driving forward in a however many ton contraption right Uh, i mean but how many times do people do this oh no by the way the average car weight is right around three thousand pounds three thousand pounds average so three tons gotcha nope ton and a half ton and a half listen it's too late to be doing math yeah i know i I was just trying to correct you know for people thinking three thousand pounds is yeah. <laughs> Listen, people at home, stop trying to do math, okay? This show is about dads, <laughs> not math. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, I, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. You want to know another thing that kind of irks me a little bit whenever people are driving, playing on their phones and that kind of ordeal? Mm. There's people at red lights. Yeah. First person in line playing on their phone. Go. Light turns green. Go. Go. I personally have a three-second rule. I have a three-second rule. I count to three before I honk my horn at them. (laughs) Three-second rule. Well, you know what? Well, that's good, too, because, see, me, 
I won't be on my phone, but it's just like, I'll be sitting there. Sometimes the light is so long. I'll just be sitting there like, and then I just stop looking. Yeah. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, okay. The light's green now. Well, that's, that's really, I have the three yeah. second rule. Three second rule, huh? Yeah. Yep. Before I get on my horn. Now I just have a regular truck horn. I talk a personal vehicle. My big truck on the other hand, if I see they're on their phone, I give them the three seconds so I get on the air horn. Wow. I don't even play with the little city horn on that truck. Because nope. you got to remember, I'm in a semi. I can see inside your vehicle. Yeah, I, yeah. I, see, I see you ladies putting on makeup while driving. Yeah. And, I see, bro, like, okay. I, I listen, see y'all eating breakfast. This lady. Papers. <laughs> yeah, I have a van, so I can, I can kind of – it depends on the car. Yeah. I can see, too. Um, one day I'm on my way to work and this lady was doing her makeup, brushing her hair, um, you know, and put on her, you know, lipstick is part of the makeup too, but I get the makeup is actually separate from the lipstick Mm -hmm. is what I heard. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, so she does her makeup. She's brushing her hair. She puts on her lipstick, all this while she's driving. And unless she was talking to herself, she was having a conversation while doing this. You know, like, and I was trying to stay as far away from her as possible, like keep my distance from her, you know, because I'm not trying to die. No. But anyway, so, yeah. But we could talk all day about about people in there. And they're driving, but yeah, you got that right. Uh, but now here's now talk, kind of kind of wrap up the, the the traffic talk. Yeah, this is one thing. Like you have a ten year old, eleven. He's eleven now. Oh, he's eleven now. Okay, yeah. so you have an eleven year old now, and yeah. this is one amazing thing that us as fathers can do, whenever it comes to those morons in traffic right use those as teachable moments Mm -hmm. teach them of what not to do right yeah but hey you see that person's doing over in that car right there they're over there doing his little number on their phone don't do that you know why and just tell them why right because it's freaking annoying that's why (laughs) Especially when right. the light turns green, they're still doing this little number. Ten seconds later, still doing this little yeah. number. Give me the thumbs light turn, <laughs> Light turn red again. Mm-hmm. Waiting. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen that happen too. They're in the turn lane. Now, mind you, I, 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 was, I was turning straight. Yes, that's the thing. I turned straight. Uh, okay. But but they had they had left-hand turn signal. Now, mm-hmm. they were the only person there, so I just didn't do anything. I just watched. So I was, I was hanging out there right next to them. They were doing this little number right here. I looked up, saw a light turn green. They're still doing this number right here. I was watching them. Make sure my light wasn't turning green. They turned yellow, then red. They're still doing this. My light turned green. Pew, see ya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. I mean, just they're steadily going away. Completely missed the green light. I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. So really? we definitely, yeah, we sh- it's definitely a teachable moment. 
and and things like that. I mean, even the small things like that we can use to to teach kids. So that is a good point, man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, now, also, that's another thing I've I've touched on our previous episodes about our driving habits. Our kids are going to end up picking up on. Yeah. Like, think about how you drive, and like how I was mentioned before, there's a little knucklehead. So this is a little little zigzag nonsense mm-hmm. they like to do in traffic. Exactly. Kids yeah. pick up on that. So, like, if you're the parent doing that zigzag nonsense, there's a good chance that your kids are going to do that zigzag nonsense whenever they get a license. Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to think whenever that kid gets into a crash and how they kills themselves or somebody else doing that zigzag mm-hmm. nonsense? Yeah. Knowing good and, and well, yeah, and that's your response. And that's why you have to, and that's why you have to teach them, man. Yep. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's our job. Mm-hmm. But that's also a part of us, you know, doing our part to raise a better generation. Mm-hmm. Like, in our reality, that's on us. That's not on the schools. Because the thing is, like, driver's ed doesn't teach that. No, it doesn't. Driver's ed teaches you basic things, like make sure you check your blinker fluid before you turn on your vehicle. Your your blinker fluid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, make sure you check your blinker fluid before you turn on the vehicle. Make sure you, you you check your blinker fluid. Yep. That's like my wife's pet peeve though. Like she she can't stand that when people don't use their blinker. Yep. Like she like she's like about to lose it when people don't use their blinker. So. I'm like, at least at least make an attempt. Like whenever whenever you're about to merge lanes, just do a little flip up, let people know. Like, like pre- pretend that you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, gotcha. Now, of course, of course, on my truck, I also drive a uh, truck personally. Mm-hmm. I got one of those little fancy light bars that go under my tailgate. And it's, it's kind of a fancy one. Whenever I touch the brakes, it flashes red and all kinds of other fun stuff. But it also has, oh, a, it also has that Mustang-style turn signal, too, of how the strip kind of just goes to the side. Yeah. So it does it, too. So, of course, me, I kind of. So I've gotten it. I'm like, I make sure I use my turn signal now. <laughs> Just because I'm going to get nice. good use out of that light strip. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's there. Why not, right? Yeah. I mean, it's something nice and neat. It's kind of kind of cool. So, yeah. Gives me an extra reason to make sure I use my turn signal. Plus, exactly. it's also just common courtesy. Yeah. But. Yeah. <sighs> so. Kind of getting off of uh, getting off fatherhood and talking about fatherhood and that kind of thing. Yeah. I know you're going to become like, I remember you telling me that you're back into the recording studio or almost, Yeah. you know, you're back to writing and you're going to be coming out with a new album soon. Yes. What can we expect on this album? On this album, um, can expect um, some more personal experiences. It'll be um, more personal than the than the last album. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to talk about some social issues on this album. Something that I did not touch on in the last album either. So, this is going to be something new. Something different and 
is definitely going to be um, a project worth listening to. All right. Um, what uh, what social issues are you going to be targeting? Well, I'm I'm going to be talking about um, some issues that are are definitely near and dear to my heart. Um, I know you heard me mention about domestic violence earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've spoken out about um, just domestic violence and how it impacts us as a whole, um, our communities, our families, and everything like that. I'm going to be talking about that in this album. I'm also going to be talking about abortion. I am pro-life. And, you know, personally, just, you know, I have strong uh, views about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I talked to you briefly. I, you know, pretty much knew someone who um, their whole entire world was just crushed um, by having an abortion. Um, She actually wound up in a a mental institution um, because she just really had a hard time um, with it and it really um, impacted her. But um, that's part of, that was like kind of the beginning of my whole pro-life stance. But, you know, just for me, it's a, a, a personal, a personal thing uh, that has to also do with uh, my faith as well. So, right. um, so I really feel strongly about that. So I am going to be talking about that in um, on this album. Also going to uh, talk some about um, just how we can better our communities because I think a lot of times we talk about problems mm-hmm. but we don't talk about solutions. Amen. And so um, because I mean I could rap about problems all day long actually if you turn on the radio right now and you listen to um, any secular rap and when I say secular um, that means um, not Christian. Right. right. So um, just just for those, because somebody asked me the other day, what does secular actually mean? <laughs> They're like, you used to do secular rap, so what's that mean? So I was kind of like, explaining it yeah. to them. Not Christian rap. There you go. Um, so if you listen to a lot of secular songs, they'll talk about the, the problems a lot, mm-hmm. um, which we pretty much know what a lot of the problems are in the communities. And I mean, in all of our communities, teenage pregnancy is a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we can talk about it, but but what are some of the solutions that we have for those problems? So, right. um, or or for those issues, I won't I won't say that everything is a problem, but something's right. just issues. Um, so uh, that, and then also, of course, I mean, I am gonna have some fun songs. Um, I was also talking about doing a country song. Which right. um, Andy suggested that I <laughs> I have a, a side and a B side, like do one side with the uh, with the rap and another side with country. So, well, we'll see what we can. It'd be do. an interesting mix. It it would be an interesting mix. It definitely would. So we'll see what we can do on that. Um, I'm still working on everything. I've I've already started writing, and um, with this whole Corona, man. 
COVID, COVID mess. That's what I call it. I call it the COVID mess. Um, I like calling it COVID, Corona. It's, it's COVID-19. So, I mean, we actually should have left it like back in 19. And like, this is 2020. So we shouldn't have to go with it now. I think I think twenty twenty. I mean, I think twenty twenty has been a whole cluster. Yeah, I mean, here first, first we really got the has. Rona, then we got yeah. murder hornets. Yeah, I know. Then we got meth gators. Yeah, what? we got. Yeah, oh, oh, you didn't hear about the, you Did didn't the, hear about the meth gators. I didn't hear about the meth gators. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. So we had the um, meth gators. They got oh, rid wow. of the murder hornets. Yeah, did the did the meth gators actually eat the murder hornets? Oh, oh I, I don't know, but I know that at, <laughs> I know that they talked. I know they talked about the the murder hornets for a while. Then they right, talked right, about right. the they stopped talking about the murder hornets. They started talking about now, mighty. They were still talking about the Rona. Um, okay. Then they started talking about the the meth gators. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. we had all the the protests and the writing and the looting and all that other other like there's been a lot of unnecessary things going on. Mind you, I'm, yeah. I'm all for peace, peaceful protests and that kind of deal. That looting and writing and criminal yeah. activity, we all are. I'm not for that. No. I mean, it, it's really no cause for it. No. But, I, but, I, but I'm protests, for protests. For, protests for social issues, um, definitely, you know, necessary. But, oh, yeah. you know, killing people unnecessarily and burning down businesses and everything that's that's not necessary no but so so i mean you know you know we have all that and then i saw something on uh facebook news mm-hmm. by the way that's that's where i get some of my news. i get I, I call it facebook news facebook but news. yeah okay. <laughs> i scroll through my feet on as long as you <laughs> as long as you don't watch cnn so go ahead eh. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, but I was looking at Facebook news, and mm-hmm. apparently Fox News was talking about UFOs. Really? So now we got UFOs wow. now. So whoever, you know whoever what, called though, UFOs for July, they, they won. <laughs> yeah, listen. Let me tell you, though. Um, I do. Do you think that there's life on other planets? Just asking. Yes. Okay. Same. So, this is my thing. If there is life on other planets, though, like, are they living like us, or? I, there's really no tell. Like trying to like like trying to like trying to kill each other and everything like that. I mean, I'm just wondering. There's really no telling. Like, but me personally, if so, I believe. If so, we're is. in trouble. We're in trouble. There's really no telling. But yes, I do believe there's because I mean, you, like whenever you go outside, expect like if you live in the city, it's hard for mm-hmm. you to see. Yeah. So if you ever get the opportunity to go to the country, go mm-hmm. out to the country, and just look up at the sky. Yeah. You can see all those different stars and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if yep. you if you actually think that there's not any like if we're the only life form with all those stars and things out there, right? I mean, I'm sorry, you're just small minded. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I believe that. Actually, I do live out in the country. Yeah. Um, 
So, and that's the beautiful part about it because you don't have that. I mean, I used to be a city boy, not going to lie, but my, my wife fixed that for me. So, <laughs> See, actually the uh, kind of the opposite happened for me. So I, I grew up in the sticks. Like I, I grew up in the straight up country. Yeah. But then my wife, she's from Orlando. Gotcha. So like now mind you, the county I'm from, I'm related to half that county, either by blood or marriage. Gotcha. So I intentionally seeked out someone that was from nowhere near where I'm from. Gotcha. That was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, needless to say, I met my wife while she was going to FSU and that kind of ordeal. And well, we've been together for going on 12 years now. And she wanted to move back to Orlando. And so we did. Gotcha. That was an interesting yeah. move. Going from yeah. south of Tallahassee to Orlando. Big adjustment. Yeah. Uh, Very uh, big I adjustment. Bet. I bet. I bet. But one thing I will say, and I may end up hurting some people's feelings from the county I'm from. The fishing's better here in Orlando. Hey, well, you know, I need to actually <laughs> check it out, man. I, I like the lakes around here. In the wild. Like, I like the lakes around here. They're nice. They're peaceful. They're stocked with plenty of fish. Mm. But it just, I mean, everywhere you look around, there's another lake. The county I'm from, I mean, of course, you got the river and that kind of ordeal, but it's, you kind of just, you have the river. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have a few sinkholes and so on and so forth, but it's not the same. <laughs> Just a few sinkholes? Nah, it's not much. <laughs> it's not the same. No, it's not. The, it's not much. Yeah, no. those sinkholes are crazy, though. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean, like they, like where I'm from, they actually have a whole entire like little state park. Just full of sinkholes. Wow, that's crazy. Like and the, that's what the I've never are. I've never been there. Yeah, I've never been to uh, Tallahassee. I've been to Jacksonville. I've of course been to Orlando. I've been to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never I've never been to Tallahassee. So I've been to Miami one time, but I have no desire to ever go back. Yeah, nah. Um, it was nice though. I mean, the part that we went to, we actually went to Doral. Mm. So it's not like. Because we went to Miami, and it was around spring break, so um, we didn't really stay out in that area. Right. But Doral is around Miami, and it's pretty nice. Right. It's not bad. So, um, you know, I mean, I would go back to that area because, like I said, it wasn't Miami itself. It was, like, kind of, like, near there. So, the, but... Right. I mean, the beaches here are better. Oh, hands down. I mean, I can I mean, go to. I mean, I can Saint go to St. Pete. Yeah, yeah St. Pete. There you go. St. Pete is nice. Yeah. Then you got I can go to St. Pete. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I can come yeah. over here and go to the beach and and be good. I don't have yep. to go to Miami for all that. No. So. But also, like here, you know, we got Cocoa, we got Melbourne, we got Daytona. Mm-hmm. Like, all that's hop, skip, and jump away from here, so. Yep. Yep. But. Definitely. But, so. I mean, it's just, that's here, though. 
So Carlos, do you have uh, like any final remarks for the audience? Yeah, um, definitely. Just uh, make sure you check me out. I'm going to be doing my new album, releasing it uh, sometime this year. And uh, my links for social media is at its so. So that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So it's I T S E S O. It's right. S O. And then uh website is www.itsso.com. So make sure you check me out and uh just want to encourage all the all the fathers and all the parents, you know, just to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And just make sure that you're just doing everything from your heart and doing everything that you can for your children. Because we're, they're guardians, they're entrusted to our care, so we got to do what we can for them. Amen to that. Now, Esther, I want to thank you again for coming on the Real Dads United podcast. And remember, y'all can catch him on all the major social media networks at it's so that's i-t-s-e-s-o or visit him on his website it's so.com again so thank you again for coming on the show and sharing your story and good luck with your new album and with that being said i'm andy the southern dad i hope you have a blessed day and remember you are your child's very first teacher have a good one